for on that track, Love Again. Now, one of the Oscar nominees for Best Documentary Feature this time around is Citizen Four, directed by Laura Poitras and featuring the story of Edward Snowden, uh, famous whistleblower extraordinaire. Laura was the journalist that he first contacted when The Guardian's Glenn Greenwald was um, not taking the bait. He wasn't convinced by what was going on. At this stage, and compellingly revealed in the documentary uh, through a series of clandestine... It, it runs a bit like The Bourne Identity, really. and Well, sorry, the last one, uh, where he's uh, back and forth with uh, The Bourne... Is it The Bourne Supremacy? The final film of the trilogy, until next August, when I believe that there's another Matt Damon-starring Bourne film about to be released. Um, and it's basically these encrypted emails and code names uh, Edward Snowden's was Citizen 4 and he ends up um, convincing these journalists so Laura Poitras was a, a documentary filmmaker and the documentary itself is a unique historical document in that it takes place in the Hong Kong hotel room where Glenn Greenwald and Ewan McCaskill um, and uh, Laura Poitras mainly behind the camera meet for the first time and talk about all these seismic events um, I think over in maybe a nine-day period and interspersed with this is uh, Glenn Greenwald actually breaking the first stories about the NSC, NSA spying on everybody and the fact that they weren't targeting people they were just collecting everyone's complete information uh, metadata as it was famously George Brandist um, but also that there were that there was there was no oversight in what they were collecting, and that the legal stipulations for American wiretapping and so on applied to no one else anywhere else in the world. How, as I've always said, the main story here has got nothing to do with personal privacy. It's the fact that the American government was um, giving a huge unfair market advantage because they were spying on companies and they were getting. Uh, market sensitive information that's been really sort of kept in the background but it was a huge deal um, and it follows the thought process of Edward Snowden uh, why he did it and so on uh, as a historical document it's almost unprecedented that such earth-shattering events can be filmed in almost real time throughout the starting to, to when um, he actually flees to Moscow with help of Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. Uh, and there is a bit of a follow-up, not so much at the end where he's in Moscow and uh, his partner, uh, who was reported on in the press at the time, actually goes and lives with him in Moscow, uh, which is the state of play at the moment. Um, there's not more you can say about it, really, because most of the events in the documentary did actually get publicised almost verbatim in the media. Uh, in particular, one segment of the documentary is the Edward Snowden interview, which I played on this show when it happened. Uh, it's the exact same interview because it's the same person that was filming it. It's got huge acclaim, and for me it's one of the most important films of recent years because of its subject matter. I can't say that it was a brilliant documentary, I can't say that it's a brilliant dramatic film either. It's very, very dry, maybe necessarily so. 
it builds up a lot of tension because people are getting stressed when once this story is blowing up there's some um, really good bits where like the the phone in the hotel room starts going and there's these strange people on the end of the phone where edward snowden relays the fact that his house back in america there are construction trucks all up and down the road now uh, and the way that um, his employer his hr employer turned up at his door with some very dubious looking policemen looking for him he said he was on sick leave and they took a while for them to track him down to Hong Kong. I think the whole flight element would have been a much more interesting thing to have focused on because one minute he's in Hong Kong and he has to go um, and the next minute he's sort of shot in, in Moscow. But it doesn't really show you that whole period, that whole, I think, near two weeks that he was in uh, a departure lounge in transit in Moscow airport waiting to see if he was going to get asylum um, it does show some wonderful footage of American high-up people lying their backsides off, really lying, and being found out to be really lying, particularly the CIA, who had been before Congress that very year, categorically say, saying that they didn't spy on any Americans unless it was part of a coordinated security breach, and that's the one thing that they proved it had nothing to do with you being on any watch list. They just collected everybody's information. And also the way they showed if you've got metadata on a credit card, a phone, an email address, Facebook, is very easy to piece that person's life together. And then to retrospectively go back and find information that you want. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 really for the intrigue. It's certainly a riveting watch from one aspect but it's also a very dry watch it's not something that i would say was a dramatically exciting movie um it's sort of like tense more than anything else so seven out of ten for citizen four i probably still hope it does win the oscar just so that's permanent like fahrenheit 9 permanent uh this is the strangest track i've played in a while